Hello, I'm Pastor Jimmy Smith, and welcome to Lake Galilee Baptist Church. We're very thankful for this wonderful opportunity once again, and we take it not for granted, this opportunity to share the Word of God, uh, the most important message that we would ever encounter. We're in the Gospel according to St. John. The Gospel of St. John is normally the book that we recommend newborn babes in Christ to read the 21 chapters as we look at the person of Jesus Christ and learn of his might, his power, his ability, his attributes, his character. Uh, chapter 1, we see that God manifested himself in the flesh. That's called the incarnation of Christ. In chapter 2, we see the miracle worker at the wedding. Jesus would turn the water into wine. In chapter 3, we have the answer to the very important question, what must I do to become saved? And everyone must hear that question and hear the correct answer because we all have the desire to go to heaven and Jesus Christ he died for the sins of the world so that we all may come to him and go to heaven when we make our transition a transition that we know not when it will occur but certainly it will we pray for God's mercy and God already has made provision whereby we can go to be with him. But I must learn the principle concerning how. Note the text. Let's come now to St. John. St. John and chapter 3 is where we are. And let's begin in verse 1. And the Bible says there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. We know that the Pharisees was a, a religious group. And uh, now one of the rulers of this false religious group comes to Jesus and inquire concerning a very important question. I'm glad that he asked the question. Note there, verse 2, the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man could do these miracles that thou doest except a man be Except, except God be with him. Uh, here, this religious leader, he comes to Jesus by night. He comes to Jesus secretly. The Pharisees were really enemies of Jesus. But he comes to Jesus and he says to him, I've been watching you. I've taken note of you. And your life and your deeds reveal really who you are. And he says here again in this great passage, uh, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man... No man can do these miracles which thou doest, except God be with him. What a great, profound statement. Jesus got right to the most important uh, business at hand. Note he didn't say thank you for the compliment. He knew who he was talking to. He knew who was coming to him with this question. And he got right to the business at hand. He got right to the most important matter, and that is the matter of eternal life. And he says here in verse 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, King James Version, we see the term verily, verily. It simply means really and truly. I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He was speaking to a religious leader. He was speaking to a false teacher. And he said to him, let me get to uh, the, the most important topic. Let's not dance about this. Let's not mess around here. He says, now that I have your attention, he talks to him concerning eternal life. He talks to him concerning his soul. And note what Nicodemus would reply there in verse 4. Nicodemus said to him, how? He was a religious leader, but he didn't know the answer concerning how. 
How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, really and truly, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He got right to the business at hand. Let me talk about first the fact that Nicodemus didn't have the answer. Let me elaborate first concerning the fact that although he was a religious leader and although he was a seasoned man, he did not have the answer to the absolute most important question on the planet. And that is how can I go and be with the Lord? And beloved, things haven't changed much as we think about this era that we live in. For we are bombarded and inundated with preachers and teachers and pastors and bishops and elders who still do not have the biblical answer concerning how to become saved, how to become delivered, how to go to heaven. A one-word definition of the term salvation means deliverance. And we become delivered from paying the penalty of sin, which is death. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We are bombarded and inundated with places of worship that unfortunately are not teaching the Bible. And all too often we are impressed with charisma or we're impressed with the crowd or we're impressed with the great singing and we think that we have that which we don't have and we ask the question, can so many people be wrong? Well, we also understand that the masses are, yes, on their way to hell. Yes, it's possible for the majority to, to be wrong. Uh, yes, and what we declare to be truth is the Holy Bible. And so we say to the preacher, preach the word of God and nothing else. If God has called, that is the assignment. If God has called and, and someone else has not called you, or if I haven't called myself, the assignment with great clarity and with great accuracy and great boldness, the assignment is to preach the inspired, inerrant, infallible word of God. Just the Bible. But I'm frightened by the fact that we live in an era today where we're more concerned about that which is popular or we're more concerned about charisma, more concerned about flash and style than we are the Bible, the word of God. And the devil capitalizes on that. Just the Bible, just the Bible. And if Nicodemus in this particular period of time did not know the truth, certainly in every era, in every era, the devil will see to it that he will raise up false teachers and false preachers who are not proclaiming truth. And again, people are fascinated with and inspired by charisma, excitement, and they just say amen, not knowing what they're agreeing to just because the masses are. Can the masses be wrong? It was the masses that said crucify Jesus. Absolutely, the masses can be wrong. 
Absolutely. Beloved, may the voice of God be the only voice that we hear. May the voice of God be the loudest voice that we hear. And so I get in trouble sometimes because somebody wants to tell me something and I say to them, uh, where is that in the Bible? Because the Bible is the authority. The Bible is the standard. The Bible is the inspired, infallible, inerrant, eternal, omnipotent, sovereign will of God and word of God. Let's decide to follow the scriptures. Let's decide to follow the Bible, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible. Amen. Let's say I agree to the Bible. The term amen means I agree. Sometimes we say amen. I don't know what he said, but he said it well. And everybody else like it. I don't want to miss out. And so amen, reverend. Amen, pastor. You know, let's be intelligent concerning the scriptures. And I'm thankful here at Lake Galilee. I'm thankful that we have a very good, solid, strong Bible teaching ministry. I'm thankful that the ministers are solid in the word of God. I'm thankful, I'm thankful that the, the, de the deacons are Bible students and what have you. You know, I'm, I'm just thankful. I thank God for the Sunday school teachers who are, who are anchored in the word of God. I thank God for our Bible Institute, the Holy Bible Institute, and the teachers that we have, uh, that they teach the Bible. That's the great need of the hour. Well, note, let's come back to our original text. Here we are in St. John and chapter 3, verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night. He came in secret because the Pharisees were at odds with Jesus and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. We know something about you, not because of what you said, but because of your works, because of your life. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Verse 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Really and truly, verily, verily, a double emphasis here, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Note the period. He got right to the most important issue, the most important business at hand. And beloved, we're not here to stay. There comes a time when God is going to call. And we think that God is waiting until we reach a certain age. I've had funerals, and when I looked in the casket, it was very sad to see one who was in their 20s, one who was in their 30s, one who was a teenager or even an infant. One thing is certain. We are not here to stay. We're not looking for the undertaker. We're looking for the upper taker. We're looking for the rapture of the church. But one thing is certain. One day, beloved, we'll see him for ourselves. And when we see God, may he call us his child. May he call us his son, his daughter. May he welcome us into his kingdom, into heaven, and not condemn us to hell. 
there's a part of us that is eternal. God breathed into the nostril the breath of life and man became a living soul, an eternal soul. There's a part of us, beloved, our soul is eternal. This flesh is going to return back to the dust, but there's a part of us that will live eternally somewhere. I was shaping in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. All have sinned and come short of the, the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. I deserve the wrath of God, but I'm so glad that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so the preacher here, uh, the, 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 the bishop here, the elder here, the spiritual leader here, Nicodemus, should have had the answer. He should have had the right answer. It's possible we're listening to the wrong voice even in church, even in the house of God. Beloved, I'm very serious about this. Very serious. Very serious. May we preach none other but the Bible, not what I think, not how I feel, not uh, how I see it, but the Bible, the Bible, the Bible. May we insist upon hearing that which is inspired, meaning God breathed, the inspired, infallible, inerrant, eternal word of God. Amen. Amen. What a great verse, a simple verse. Let's go further. Verse 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Really and truly I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How? How? How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born. Jesus answered, really and truly, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Born of water, born of God's word, born of the teaching of scripture, that faith come by hearing, and hearing the word of God, hearing the plan of salvation there in Romans, Romans and chapter 10. That's why this message of the gospel is important. And that's why if we're saved ourselves, it is our mandate. It is our charge. It is our assignment to articulate, to teach to speak, to unfold, to reveal the plan of salvation. How is it that I say I love the Lord, but I never talk about him? How is it that I say that I'm glad I'm going to heaven, but I never share the gospel with my family members who are lost? For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We have friendship, we have influence, we have people who enjoy to be around us and we say that we like them and we say that we love them, but we never speak to them about the issue or the matter of eternity. The most important issue, 
We never talk to them about why I go to church. We never talk to them about come to church with me. We never invite them. We never speak with them about come and come to vacation Bible school, come to Sunday school, come to service, come to the revival. John said, I'm just a voice crying in the wilderness. What people? Which people? Have God given you the charge to speak to our family members are on their way to hell because of rejecting Jesus Christ or not knowing how to become saved. And we know them. We see them on a regular basis. We talk to them on a regular basis. When are we going to talk to them about Jesus? Come on now. When are we going to talk to them about their eternal soul? We don't want our foe to go to hell. We certainly do not want those whom we love in our family, our father, our mother, our uncle, our aunts, our cousin, our grandparents. When are we going to talk to them? If a person is to become saved, they're to become saved because the washing of water through the word of God, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're in the book of Romans as we have cross-referenced. Note the text in Romans, and I did say chapter 10. Let's go first, please. I want you to see this in Romans and chapter 3. Romans and chapter 3, let's consider verse 10. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understand. There is none that seek after God. Verse 12. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that do good, no, not one. Their throat is an open grave. With their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asp is under their lips. It goes on here in chapter 3. As we jump now to verse 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have the same problem, and that is sin. I need a Savior. Note in Romans in chapter 5, Romans chapter 5, as we consider now, in verse 8. But God commended his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Notice Romans chapter 6, as we consider verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now let's consider, please, Romans in chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, as we pick up there in verse 9, 10, and 13. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart, that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We see that the Holy Bible teach, reveal, unfold, declares, manifests that salvation is in the person of Jesus Christ. Believing two things concerning him, believing who he is, that he's God. Believing what he has done, that he died on the cross, was placed into the grave and rose again from the dead. And then for me personally to invite Jesus Christ 
to come into my heart and save my soul. Beloved, that's Bible salvation. That's how we go to heaven. And there's no other way. Note, it doesn't say anything about Islam. It doesn't say anything about any other false teacher, false religion. It's possible that a person could be in the house of the living God and on their way to hell because of having church membership but not having Jesus in my heart. Because of being faithful to the choir but not having Jesus in my heart. Because of being a good usher but not having Jesus in my heart. Because of being a charismatic speaker but not having Jesus in my heart. I need Jesus. And I receive him by believing who he is, that he's God, and believing what he has done, that he died on the cross, rose again from the dead, and then to personally invite Jesus Christ to come into my heart and save my soul. May you and I engage in the sharing of that very important story. And we see here Nicodemus in St. John chapter 3, he was a religious leader and did not have the correct biblical answer. And that's why we say, just the Bible. Just give me the Bible. We discern truth according to truth. The word of God is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man cometh to the Father but through Jesus Christ. And so what a very important message this is. Nicodemus didn't have the answer, although he was a senior, and although he was a religious leader. And back in St. John, St. John and chapter 3, let's pick up in verse 4. Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. The water is a reference to the word of God. And at the moment of salvation... When we accept the Lord Jesus Christ, God in the person of the Holy Spirit indwells the believer. And the indwelling Holy Spirit is the evidence of our redemption. And we are sealed with the Spirit of God until we make our transition home. And so we see this great verse, except a person is born of water. The water is a reference to the teaching of the Word of God. And the Spirit of God is a reference to the third person of the Trinity. We believe in one God who eternally exists. In three persons, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. As we hear the plan of salvation, the Spirit of God does the work of conviction. When we talk about conviction, we're talking about the Spirit of God granting illumination and understanding to that which is divine. Convicting me, causing me to see my need of Jesus and giving me the faith to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. Faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God. Beloved, I pray that you are blood washed. I pray that you are redeemed. I pray that you're born again. I pray that you're not just a church member, but that you're born again. People are going to hell from the pew of the church, from the choir stand of the church, from the usher board of the church, from the pulpit of the church. I need to know Jesus. I need to know Jesus unto redemption. God is going to call. We know not when, but we pray. Mercy, oh God, we pray to be ready when the master calls.
and we're ready not because of church attendance, not because of being religious. We're ready because of accepting God's gift of salvation through and in the person of Jesus Christ, believing who he is, that he's God, and believing what he has done, that he died and rose again from the dead. And we have invited him into our heart to save us. So I pray that is what we have done. We're going to need him. We're going to need him. No one wants to go to hell, and we don't have to go. We're so glad that Jesus died and rose again, that you and I may become redeemed and go to heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think.